The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are of those of myself and do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinions held by this podcasting platform. The following content is controversial and might be disturbing for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. This call will be recorded and subject to monitoring at any time. To accept this call, press 5. To block this call and all future calls, you may begin speaking now. Have you ever heard of the term she kissed a lot of frogs to get to her prince? I'm sure you have. Well, that was me. At 43 years old, I've had my fair share of failed relationships, situationships, meaningless connections. So about two years ago, I decided I was just going to embrace the single life and continue building my brand and creating a legacy. I never saw myself being married and definitely, definitely not to an inmate. But life is tricky, huh? Now, before we jump into the episode, it is time for the cocktail of the day. Now, today, guys, this is going to be a little bit different. Today's cocktail is called a fuck it shot. It's what I like to call a fuck it shot. So our liquor of choice is one of my favorites, Herador Reposado. And we're going to need a 2.5 ounce tall shot glass, a shaker filled with ice, four cut fresh limes, and salt. So what we're going to do first is we're going to actually pour our Herodora into our shot glass to make sure we're measuring it perfectly. And we're going to pour it into our ice. We're then going to take two of those lime wedges and we're going to squeeze it into the shaker and leave it leave the wedges into the ice. We're going to shake it really well and we're going to sit it to the side. We're going to take our shot glass and we're going to take another lemon wedge and we're going to rim it around to coat it. And then we're going to dip it with salt. And after that, we're going to pour this amazing shot into our shot glass and we're going to garnish it with our last lime wedge. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the cocktail of the day, a fuck it shot. And trust me, for this episode, this shot will be needed. So sit back and enjoy. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 19 of season two. Well, Hello, 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 my wonderful listeners, and welcome to Wetlock Chronicles Podcast. This is episode 19 of season two. We have one more episode until the season is over. I am moving into season three, which will start January the 9th, which actually will make one year of Wetlock Chronicles podcast. I am so excited. Um, I got my yearly wrap up last week and I was just so proud of myself. Um, I normally check my numbers periodically weekly, but this wrap up just 
dove a little deeper um, into the listeners and how many countries Wetlock Chronicles podcast is being listened um, in. And oh my God, I was just so amazed and just so excited and so proud of this podcast and how far it has come in a whole year, almost a whole year. 63 episodes. Next uh, episode 20 will make 64 episodes. And I just want to thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening and passing the word on. Super, super big shout out to Canada. Canada is actually um, a higher percentage of listeners um, along with the states. And I was so excited to see that the percentage is moving up somewhere outside of the United States. And I am just so, I'm just impressed. I'm impressed with myself. I'm impressed with the podcast. I didn't think um, that this podcast was going to actually be as successful as it was due to the subject matter. Um, I didn't think people wanted to hear what someone in my situation had to say. Um, It's a lot of women in my shoes. It's a lot of men in my shoes. It is technically two point, I think 2.2 million um, incarcerated men. So big shout out to all of you ladies who are on this journey with me, who are listening, who feel everything I'm going through. Um, also shout out to the men out there who listening. I do have male listeners. So shout out to you guys too. Um, I'm just glad that my voice, um, has a purpose and people are responding to it. I get several emails and DMs, um, about just telling me how, they people are appreciating this podcast and this podcast is is needed um to hear somebody go through something that's so familiar and just tell my truth is what my major goal has been um i know that there are a very a, a larger amount of unsuccessful um prison relationship stories but they're also successful ones too and my ultimate goal has been to try to put a positive spin on it um Yes, there are ups and downs, there are highs and lows when you're in these type of relationships, um, but they can still be loving, they can still be nurturing, um, they can still be successful. And that was what I wanted to do, what I set out to do. Um, this has been a learning process for me. Um being in this type of relationship, uh, I am learning so much more when it comes to communication about the prison system, even how the code of the jail and just different things, a lot of things I didn't know. You know, I did have a, a situation before where I dealt with somebody who was incarcerated. Um, I had an on and off relationship with them for 20 years. So when they were incarcerated, you know, I, I was still dealing with that person, but not in depth um, as I am now this is my husband which makes this a different level of a relationship um and i think i kind of learned a lot about my previous relationship too and um the role that i played in that person's life um this this relationship has showed me about priority it showed me um when it comes to um being with someone and and communicating with their family and just being the represent represent of them um, a lot of things that they can't do you have to do for them um, and this is my first time really being in a relationship to this magnitude um, 
you know, I've said it before, I was never just this much vested into anything um, that I had going on. Um, and so I'm learning, I'm learning, uh, being in a, a, a relationship is one thing being in a marriage is something else. Um, and my marriage is definitely, um, taking me through some highs and some lows, um, more highs than lows, but definitely lows. And I'm really, really learning about unconditional love. I'm really learning about how important it is to put in the work, um, how you just can't really simply just walk away. And I, I will say that I'm glad that, um, I chose, well, not that I chose, but I'm glad that that the, my partner is who I'm going through this with. Um, I've never had that feeling of wanting to stay, wanting to work things out, um, good or bad. And this has, this has taught me a lot. It has definitely taught me a lot. Um, so this is going to be a different episode, guys. This is going to be a totally, totally different episode. As I told you in episode 18, um, me and my husband was in a bad place, um, last month and it almost broke us. Um, this episode will be one that I am very, very, very much more vulnerable than any other episode. Um, and I was very apprehensive about this episode because I needed to be comfortable. Um, I needed to be in a different headspace than what I was when all these things were going on. So I'm coming to you in a vulnerable state. Um, but it's my truth. And I wanted to share it with you guys because during this whole entire journey, I've tried to be very transparent and tell my truth. Um, myself and my husband, you know, when we, got into this relationship, we started out as friends and our friendship has definitely saved, um, our marriage this time around. So before I jump into it, I want to take this time to clear some things up. So this part of the episode segment is just going to be, let me clear the air. I just need to clear the air on some things. As I told you before, I get a lot of emails and DMs, questions, comments, and different things like that. Um, and I haven't addressed so many comments and so many questions about um, certain things when it comes to my relationship and my marriage, um, because I like to use certain comments and questions that will flow organically within the subject matter of each episode. So since these are the last two episodes of the season I just wanted to go ahead and make some things clear um due to some comments and some questions that were asked not in a disrespectful way but a lot of things I said and a lot of things I didn't touch on um because the main focus has been me and my husband, not the things that centered around me and my husband or talking about my husband's past or my past or anything like that. Everything has been the now. So I do want to take this time to clear some things up for some of the listeners' questions and, and comments and concerns. Um, first things first, my husband is my niece's uncle, which means that I knew my husband, um, for a very long time, but he was not on my radar. Um, I want to say before me and him became friends, um, two years prior to him being incarcerated, I probably seen my husband, um, maybe six or seven times within a five, 10 year span. 
um, whenever I would hang with her or at, you know, her family's house, her grandmother's house and things like that, we would cross paths, but he was not on my radar. When we became friends, um, due to, um, a business relationship that we started, um, Again, he was not on my radar. Our friendship started off very business-like, um, and then it became very platonic. We were extremely cool. We talked all the time, but it was completely platonic. Um, who he was with at the time, or the whoever he was with at the time, was not anybody that I hung around, anybody that I kicked it with, or anything like that. Me and him were not friends to that extent. Um, and I'm saying that because I have had a few comments or questions asking me, well, if this is your best friend's um, uncle, you know, were you around the person that he was with? Were you guys dealing with each other, you know, at that time behind that person's back? And the answer is absolutely not. Um, I have never been a woman to, um, to sneak off with somebody else's man. I've never been that type. Um, it's plenty of fish in the sea, as they say, and I have never been lacking in that department. So no, this wasn't a situation where we was creeping or we was messing with each other behind anybody's back. It was not like that. Um, me and my best friend have our friendship and our friendship only. And I did not surround myself with anything that had to do with him or anybody else. Um, and I want to say I probably was around his ex, maybe three times at the most and that is just it we were cordial we were cool i'm a very respectful person and again my husband was not on my radar so that is one thing that i want to clear up um the second thing is that um when we started our friendship i have always been a female that has um navigated towards male friends. I have more male friends than I have female friends. And most of my male friends have been the best of my friends. So it is not anything abnormal for me and him to befriend each other and talk like the best of friends. Um, me and my husband talked about everything. When I say everything, I mean everything, everything from his relationships, what he liked, what he didn't like, um, who he was dealing with, what he had going on, um, and to mine, you know, we talked about every single thing. So getting into, um, the entertaining of us, communicating on a different level in a different space I went in understanding um my husband's history my husband's history my husband's history of having multiple women my husband's history of being able to do what he wants to do when he wants to do it um no real obligation to anybody um my husband has also been a person who has not been in a serious monogamous relationship ever in his life um and it has been accepted. It was accepted from everyone that he dealt with. Um, everybody dealt with him however he chose to deal with them. Um, and a lot of times, sometimes they would all deal with each other together. And that is the real. So coming into this, um, when me and him got really, really close, I learned a lot about my husband that I did not know beforehand because, again, we were not friends. He was not on my radar. Whatever he did, whatever he had going on, I had no clue of any of this. So getting to know him, I got to know a lot about his past. And within that, um, he learned a lot about me. 
And I am totally opposite. I do not share my man with a woman. I do not sleep with my man with other women. Um, I don't accept it and I don't deal with it. That is a deal breaker for me, period, point blank. Um, I hold myself to a, a high standard. And for me, um, I'm a good woman. I'm a good woman. I bring a lot to the table. Matter of fact, I bring the table and everything on it, including the chairs. So I know my worth and I know what I deserve. Therefore, um, getting into this relationship, I made it very, very clear of where I stood um, as a woman, as a woman being in his life. And in the beginning, I definitely gave him the opportunity to opt out because we wasn't, we had no, we had no loyalty towards each other at the time. We had no, nothing vested at the time. Um, it was easier if we decided to go our separate ways, no love lost, no harm, no foul. Um, and I did that because as a woman, I know what it feels like to be in love. I know what it feels like to care about somebody. And I just wanted to make sure for me, before I put myself in a situation that anything in his past was deaded. Um, because again, I don't accept, I don't condone certain things. Um, and I was okay if, if we would have just remained friends. Um, I had no stake in the game at the time. I would have been okay. Um, but I just wanted to make sure because again, as a woman, I know what it feels like to have feelings. And I didn't know if my husband had unresolved feelings, unresolved relationship, unresolved issues or anything like that. So I put it all on the table for him. We communicated about everything. Um, and clearly for us to be here today um there was nothing else going on in his life that was holding him back from moving forward with me um he made the choices this is what he wanted to do he wanted to grow and he wanted to build with me and that's the end of it so again everything was laid out on the table we talked about everything um I'm a person that believes in choices. I'm a person that believes in having my choice. Don't take my choice away. If it's something going on, let me know what's going on so I can choose how I want to deal with it, whether I do, whether I don't. But at least if I choose to deal with it, um, I have no expectations. Uh, I, I will not hurt myself as long as I am responsible and take accountability for the choices that I made. That's why I try to be very upfront and honest um, with everything that I do, especially being in a relationship. Um, I am a person of truth. I believe in the truth. I believe that lies destroy. Um, and I believe that it, it would, it's a lot easier when you come to the table and knowing every single thing, everything after that is on you. If you fall in love with a person that says, I don't want to be in a relationship, that's on you. If you fall in love with a person that's telling you, I got another woman or I got two women, that's on you. So I like to know, I like to know. So coming into this, we had those long talks. Um, we put everything on the table and in order for us to move forward, you know, I really wanted to make sure that there was nothing that was going to stand in our way of having a healthy, happy, um, future. So I came into it 
with no insecurities, no worries about anything. My husband has always made me very feel very secure in what we have. Um, never made me feel like I had to have a care in the world. And it was a great feeling. Um, I can say that my relationship with my husband is probably one of the most happiest relationships that I've had. I haven't been in toxic relationships, but I've been in relationships where I wasn't happy or it was a uh, up and down, happy one minute, sad the next minute. Um, my husband has never made me cry. I've never been sad being with him. And it has nothing to do with the fact that he's incarcerated. Me and my husband have this intense energy towards each other. Um, it's very loving. It's very happy. Um, we laugh a lot. We smile a lot. Um, and it feels really, really good. And I haven't had a relationship to that magnitude where it was just good. Everything is good. Even when we've had the bad patches that we've hit, it was more so of my husband being who he is and me being who I am. Us coming from different walks of life, two different situations. Um, We have experienced a lot of growing pains, but the sadness and the being stressed out and the being depressed um, are, 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 you know, verbal, verbal things. Like we, we haven't had any of that. And I have been happy this whole entire time. I have been happy even when we've had the growing pains. Um, I can never stay mad at my husband. I don't know. He wiggles his way through stuff where he's cracking a joke. He does something, but it's still a happy place for, for myself and him. And um, especially for him, I will honestly say like, I've, my, from the beginning of our relationship up until now, I've seen the change in my husband and it feels so good because it's something that he wanted to do. It's not anything that he was forced to do. It's not anything that he's pretending to do because of our relationship. Like I've seen him just change and want so much out of this relationship, you know, so much for our future. His conversation is totally different from day one of us deciding to, you know, explore the possibilities of us being together. Um, and it, it, it's so it's exciting to me. It's exciting to me. Um, we are really, really growing. We have really, really grown, but as I said before, a lot of things were put on the table. We came into this situation with the understanding that it was our situation. And um, what he had before me, whatever exes, ex-friendships and different things like that, they were no concern of mine because he didn't make me feel like I had anything to, um, to be, to be worried about. And, for me to say that and for me to still be here, it's you have to understand if saying it without saying it that I wouldn't be here if I felt like the pathway was clear. I wouldn't be here if I felt like I had to accept certain things, um, how my husband's life has been before. So that says a lot and it speaks volumes to me. So again, coming into this, everything was laid on the table. Everything was talked about. Um, 
And that's how we move forward. Another thing I want to address, I saw a comment on social media, actually from someone that I'm pretty cool with and I have a lot of respect for, but I do understand the circumstances behind the post. But the but the thing that stuck out the most to me was when she said that um, um, women, in pr- women who marry a dude in prison is desperate. And don't get me wrong, everybody's entitled to their opinion, just like everybody has an asshole, okay? But what stuck out to me was like, wow. Now, I didn't get offended. I didn't get offended. But these are the things that are said why I have this podcast. These are the opinions of people and how they look at women who are having, who have relationships with people incarcerated. They feel like they're desperate. They feel like they can't get another man. They got to deal with somebody locked up. It's a lot of beautiful, successful women who have husbands that are incarcerated, who have fiancés that are incarcerated, um, who have choices, who could very well be with who they want to be, however they want to be with them. But that's their choice. Um, so I was I was kind of disgusted by that comment because, you know, here I am sitting here like I'm not desperate. <laughs> you know, if I wanted to go out here and do whatever I want to do who, with whoever I want to do with it, I can. Um, you can't help who you fall in love with. You can't help where they are at times. A lot of these relationships were established outside of the prison system. And it just so happens either they were engaged and they got married or you choose to get married. However it is, it doesn't make you desperate because you're with someone who is incarcerated. And that comment really, again, stuck out to me because this is why I do this podcast. I want women to be proud of their situation and not you know shy away from it or or be embarrassed to you know talk about who they're with or whatever I always say where they are doesn't define who they are I mean hell if Charlie Charles Manson and all these crazy ass serial killers still get married still have girlfriends still have fan mail I mean you know it it doesn't define anything. A person can get to know you and love you for who you are past your mistakes or your flaws or anything like that. But that stuck out to me. And again, that's why I'm here. I want to talk about the positive things and being with someone, excuse me, incarcerated. And again, I do know there's a lot of unsuccessful situations as well as there are successful, but you hear more about the unsuccessful ones um, more than anything. And trust me and believe me, this episode is definitely going to shed light even on my situation. You know, I've always said that I'm not a dummy. I've always said that I felt like due to the fact of who my husband is and him being incarcerated, I've never not thought that he didn't still communicate with other people um I did not never not think that he still didn't have friends and things like that um but when we put everything on the table I did want to know what was the basis of these still relationships um my husband has kids with other women so by no means do I think that he's not supposed to have relationships with um, the women of his children or anything like that because those are his kids but I wanted to make very very sure that there still wasn't anything within those relationships emotional um or anything so um being with someone incarcerated 
just as much as they think about you being on the outside, having options and doing things and being with other people, um, it's it works both ways. It works both ways. It's a very sticky situation. Um, it takes a lot of trust to be able to um, move forward and things like this. And you have to still keep yourself protected and keep yourself guarded and just understand like, hey, this might be a possibility. Um, so I came into it understanding what I was getting into. Um, I didn't understand who I was getting into it with in the beginning until we really, really sat down and really, really communicated. Um, and unfortunately, um, certain events took place where, you know, I, I found out some things and again, we'll jump into that into the um, next part of this episode. Um, and again, the trust the trust and the communication is extremely, extremely important. But that's why I wanted to clear the air first, because I kind of wanted to plant the seeds for you to understand the second part of this episode um, of what happened and why um, I felt the way that I felt. Um, also, I've had messages of people asking certain questions about colds and jail and, you know, snitches and all this kind of stuff. And I want to just put it out there as far as my husband is concerned. Um, he's clean. Paperwork is clean. I have no problem showing his paperwork, giving it to anybody. I do understand when people go away, you know, you, you rumors are circulated, things are being said. And not to say that this is about my husband, but I've had people ask me that question about other situations situations and what happens when this and what is this and you know whatever I do know that their paperwork shows you um if they were an informant if they told on anybody if they cooperated and things like that all you have to do is get the paperwork see the paperwork everything that you need to see is right there um I am just learning about how it happens within the prison system you know your movement de detects um determines um your status, you know what I'm saying? Who you are on, who were you on the street, which makes a lot of sen uh, sense to me. So um, to answer that question and touch on that, yes, the paperwork says, says everything you can um, get the paperwork. Um, and I do know that it does have a, have a lot to do with whatever the codes are in jail. So, you know, as long as everybody's on the up and up and you with somebody who's on the up and up, everything should be fine. But that's another thing I wanted to clear up as far as my husband is concerned, his paperwork is clean. He has not told on anybody, informed on anybody, uh, cooperated with anybody, um, and I just want to put that out there because of the fact that questions have been asked to me, not of him, but of situations with paperwork. Um, and because I have his paperwork, I can honestly uh, say that. And I suggest if you having those type of problems, get the paperwork real simple, get the paperwork, whoever need to see it, let them see it move on. Um, because I do know that that stains, um, your reputation and who you are and also would stain you for, you know, being in a relationship with someone like that, as well as how they move within the prison system as well. So yes, you can get their paperwork and you can see everything that you need to see. Um, on their paperwork. So that is all that I wanted to quote unquote, um, clear the air on. Um, again, I set this tone. I planted these seeds because I wanted to kind of get you in a headspace for when I start to talk about, um, this very, very, um, 
hurtful time that I just recently went through um, that really almost broke myself and my husband's relationship. And again, um, it has been a learning lesson. It has been a learning lesson about unconditional love. It's been a learning lesson about really doing the work in your in your marriage um it really made me look at other relationships and other marriages like wow i wonder what these people went through they're still together for 20 years i can only imagine um the up and downs and the highs and lows and and probably the mistakes that have been made and different things that have gone on that people have worked through and i know it takes a lot of work to be able to maintain a marriage for 20 plus years so Thank you guys again for tuning in. Thank you guys so, so much for listening. Um, I love you guys so much. I love you guys so much for just sticking with me. Um, this has been a crazy, crazy seven, eight, nine months. Um, and I'm pulling it back in, guys. I'm pulling it back in. You can expect so much more from season three. For season three, I am so excited. But thank you guys so much again. This is episode 19 of season two. So ladies, self-care is so important now more than ever. That's why when it comes to my skincare, I use Clean Rituals Complete Serum. The benefits are impressive. Clean Rituals keeps your skin smooth, reduce signs of aging, gives you that radiant look, most of all maintains healthy looking skin. I love this serum guys, and trust me, you will too. Aging is a fact of life looking your age is not visit cleanrituals.com and start your healthy skincare now that's k-l-e-a-n-r-i-t-u-a-l-s.com now back to the show okay guys so it's time to get serious um as i said before this episode is going to be one of my most vulnerable episodes um to date and it took me a minute it took me a minute to become comfortable enough um in the right head space and in a healing space for me to really um communicate this but as I've said before this is my journey this is my truth and I'm going to share with you um along the way but before we get into it, I suggest you guys take a shot. <laughs> take your fuck it shot because it's going to be needed. I'm going to take mine. All right. Um, <clears throat> Let me get comfortable. I'm going to need some comfort. I love my husband. I love my husband. I respect him. Um... I put my husband on a different level than any other man that I have been with in my entire life. I can't explain to you why. I really think it's just our friendship. I think it's the way we communicate with each other. I think it's this very intense um, love that we have for each other. I think it's the fact that we're experiencing a different kind of love. Um, <clears throat> together 
and we express it a lot. Um, this love is new for me. This love is new for him. And it's a wonderful thing. It has felt good this entire time. My relationship, my marriage with my husband has not been toxic. I can honestly say from the first time, from the first day we began our actual relationship, I haven't been sad. Um, I haven't cried. It hasn't been anything that I've experienced with anyone else. Not to say that I was in toxic relationships, but I have been in some very um, stressful relationships. I have been in relationships where there was a lot of arguing. I've been in relationships where there's a lot of back and forth. I've been in relationships where I wasn't happy one minute and um, happy the next minute. I've been in relationships where it was very toxic, meaning verbally. I've been in relationships that made me angry. I've been in relationships that just flat out drained me. I've been in relationships where I felt like I was doing all the work. This relationship has been a breath of fresh air for me. And it's not because he's incarcerated. It's really organically how we click. Um, it's as if our spirits and our souls are connected. A lot of times we, we have the same dreams. Sometimes, um, I could be feeling some type of way. He can feel it. Sometimes, I mean, we finish each other's sentences. Like we laugh, we play, we giggle. Um, it is such a great, 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 great love that we do have for each other. And I think that's why my respect for him is a lot different as well. Also, um, it has a lot to do with truth. You know, as I stated before, we always communicated and told each other everything. Like we talked about everything. But what I started to notice was that once our relationship started changing, that everything kind of starts switching a little bit. You know, he would hold back certain things. He wouldn't tell me everything or he would watch what he say about certain things. And I would just have to reassure him like, listen, just tell me the truth. You know, tell me what's what. Because at any given minute that I feel like my choice has been taken away within any situation, it becomes a problem. But I do know once, you know, feelings get involved, we start getting serious, you kind of just watch what you say and watch what you do. Um, and that started to become a problem because in the beginning, when we was telling our truth, when we was telling everything um, to each other, I thought that we had everything on the table. Um, and then I started to realize that a lot of things he really wasn't telling me or was not really being honest about, uh, certain things because now we're in a relationship together. Now he don't want to lose me. Now he don't want to tell me certain things because, you know, it, 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 it might cause drama or, you know, it, he just being in a situation being incarcerated, you just don't know. And for a person on the outside, you know, as a woman, you have to also go with your gut. You have to also go with your um, instincts. And you have to also know that just the same way that he's thinking that you're out here doing stuff is the same way that you're thinking 
he's probably communicating with other people because of the simple fact that a lot of times people don't stick around. A lot of times guys are going to have multiple people that they're communicating with just to have some form of security. Um, a lot of times they're going to still communicate with exes and people that they had dealings with because of those type of insecurities. A lot of times, you know, baby mamas, um, ex-wives, ex-fiancés will creep back into the picture. And as a man, um, they're going to still communicate. And I have always said that I never, ever, 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 ever doubted that my husband probably still was communicating with people because he's incarcerated. One thing that I do know, if I don't know anything else, there's going to always be that insecurity from a man who's locked up, who's going to feel like, let me just keep this person on ice over here just in case, or let me just keep this going and this going, especially when you have a image that you have to continue to uphold. Um, coming into my husband's life, I am very different than what he has dealt with and what he's accustomed to. Um, my husband, again, has had a very colorful past. My husband has always been a person that was able to do what he wanted to do when he wanted to do it with whom he wanted to do it with. And most of the time that was accepted by everyone that he's ever been with. Um, my husband has also had multiple relationships at the same time. And again, these are things that people have accepted and why he continued to be and do as he has done. Well, I'm different. Coming into my life, um, I don't share my man. I don't sleep with my man with other women. Um, I don't build with somebody else and then, you know, have them build somewhere else. I'm not accepting, you know, other relationships and other women. And I just don't. I just don't. As I said before, I have a lot of respect for myself. I hold myself to a different standard and it's no disrespect for anybody else. If you like it, I love it. But for me, um... I just go to the beat of a whole different drum. And my husband is very, very, very aware of that. So I never have been in denial of thinking that this is probably what he's doing because he's incarcerated. He's a man, he's incarcerated. And so I've always expressed red flags. I've always expressed don't be a dummy. Um, I've, I've expressed so many different things within these past two seasons because this is what goes on in prison relationships. Um, my respect for my husband has always been above um because of our friendship because of us being able to talk about everything and because of my trust um I have a trust for him that is like no other and again he never gave me any reason to doubt it or not trust it because our communication um just the love that we have um for each other and I actually can see from the 
first day we got together up until now, how much he's changed, how much he's com- his communication has changed, his wants and his needs have changed, what he wants to do when he comes home, like his ambitions and his goals. Like my husband has really, really, really turned some things around. So, and it makes me feel good. It makes me feel like everything that we're talking about doing we're learning from each other we're teaching each other something and it's something that we're trying to build together and I could see the change and the most the thing that I love the most about my husband is that I didn't have to make him do anything these are things that he openly wanted to do like it just got to the point where sometimes he'll just be like damn baby like I don't even know what I did to deserve a woman like you. Like, and it's an amazing feeling. So his changing and him wanting to do things differently all came from the love that he has for me, the love that we experience with each other. Um, And then all of that came crashing down for me. My husband has a, beautiful relationship with my mother my mother loves my husband my husband loves my mother um they write each other and everything so I told my husband that I wanted him to um you know put my mom's email on his list so that they could email each other and it would be so much easier she don't have to worry about writing him he don't have to worry about writing her the fact that the the prison system scans your mail and all this kind of stuff, you know, it just makes it easier to just email. It's, it's quicker. It's convenient. It's right on time. You don't have to wait three, four, five, six, seven days. So I gave him her email to set up um, on his list so that they can begin to email each other. And once the approval went through, I went on and I set up her core links account. You know, I paid for the app and everything. So I was super excited for them, you know, to go ahead and be able to start communicating um, via email. Um, When I went to go set everything up, once I logged in and did everything, I noticed that there were messages that were already sent to my mom's email. And I'm telling my mom, like, oh, mom, you know, he's already emailed you. You know, let me show you how to work it, whatever. So when I open the email, I'm looking and it's, I'm like, wait a minute, something's wrong here. I'm thinking like some kind of way, maybe our messages got crossed up. So I'm like, let me figure out what's going on. So I I go and I look and lo and behold, my husband had messages that he had been sending to an ex a baby mama and somebody else. And it's almost like I got gut punched. I had said to myself about eight, nine months ago that my previous relationship, which was a on and off relationship for about 20 years, um, that was nobody could hurt me after that 
nope, my heart cannot be broken after that. I done been hurt enough by that human being. So if it ever came down to it, whatever happens in my marriage or my relationship, I ain't going to get hurt. I could just walk away, wash my hands or whatever. Been there, done that. I never experienced that kind of hurt again. I'm done. Well, unbeknownst to me, I thought I was. Because when I read those messages, um, the wind, I felt like the wind got knocked out of me. I was completely in shock, lost for words, hurt. I felt betrayed. I couldn't believe. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe what I was. I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Um, I think one of the things that bothered me the most was who the communication was with because these were supposed to be non-factors um from what had been communicated to me the whole entire time um let's be clear i i love the relationship that my husband had with his kids i think he's an amazing father i would never want to try to make any man not have a relationship with his kids mom um because they have children together um, I am not a selfish person like that. I understand the past. I understand the previous relationships, but that has no business being in the present or the future. So I just was really like, wow. Um, a lot of emotions, a lot of emotions hit me all at one time. I didn't, I couldn't even focus to get angry, to get sad. I really felt betrayed more than anything. Like at that moment, at that time, I was like, I am done because we talked about everything. We've, we've vented about everything. We have said the unthinkable, um, the unimaginable. What is going on here? To read my husband's words was something I cannot explain. See, my mind had already been telling me it's a possibility that, you know, when he comes home, he might have a run in. It's a possibility that when he comes home, you know, after all these years, you know, maybe some feelings might come up. It's a possibility that even if he come home, he might even go sleep with somebody. I'm a realist. I'm saying this to myself because I'm not a dummy. But I had already put it in my head of what the possibilities were until I read the words. When I read the words, it became real to me. And I am going to say this. The one thing that I do not like, I do not like that that it's referenced is, well, he locked up. He's not really cheating. It's just words. But my relationship, my relationship, my engagement, my marriage was all from the same situation, from words. There's no, there's no physical here. My whole entire relationship has been based on the building, the intimacy, the conversations, the love, the anticipation, the words. So I don't like when it's referenced as if it means nothing because it's just words when everything we built has been on words. So I felt completely betrayed for numerous reasons. 
first and foremost was the lie. Because these were questions that were asked. These were things that were set out on the table in the very beginning. Um, And when I read them, they weren't, you know, let me be clear. They weren't my messages. They weren't I love you messages. They weren't future messages. They The verbiage was not the same. I'm going to give him that much. But the fact that it was still communication, the fact that it was still things that were being said um, from an emotional standpoint, um, from a standpoint as 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 if this communication has been going on and was going to continue go on, I was done. I was done. Um, I have been 100% faithful. I don't play those type of games. I've made it very clear my stance on everything. So to see that, I felt very betrayed. I was, I felt very betrayed and my trust just went out the window. Um, and immediately I emailed him and I sent him, I sent him every person's contact that showed up and I let him know that I saw the shit. I let him know everything that I know that was being said. And like a man who was caught, at first he tried to flip it on me. First it was that the jail and the prison system, they trying to set him up because they've been reading our messages and they could tell I'm a good woman. They could tell I got all this positive stuff going on. So they trying to sabotage our relationship. And I'm like, dude, please. The second thing was now, you know, oh, I know you be talking to other people. I know you be this. I know you be that. Like really tried to flip it on me because he got caught. And that was a, that was what I wasn't going to go for. So when he started to do that, instead of just really coming clean and just saying that he got caught and he fucked up because some kind of way, whatever he did, he crossed up something that made all those messages come to my mother's email. Thank God she never read them. But when he started to turn it on me, I blocked him. And it was hard for me to do that because a part of me wanted to hear what he had to say. I was I was so betrayed. I was so hurt. I still wanted to hear what he had to say. But you were not going to flip this on me. So I blocked him. Um, and I was, I was, my whole, that whole, those whole two days was very hard for me. I, for the first time out of two years, being in a relationship, being with my husband, that I cried because I was so angry. I felt so betrayed. My trust was out the window. And I just felt like, why? Like we talked about everything. Like you told me these people weren't a part of your life anymore. You're not in, not in that captivity. Why? Like what is going on? Like, let's keep it real. Like, is it a reason why you talking to the, I am that type of female that you could tell me anything. You could tell me, baby, I just talked to her because she put money on my, Like, you could tell me anything because guess what? You are giving me a choice on how I need to move and what I need to do. So I was really, 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 really hurt. And I couldn't talk to him. So I had to block him. And those few days that he was blocked, I must say... um. 
I didn't know. I didn't know where we were going to go from here. Um, I realized within that time frame that I had never been this vested and cared this much about a human being to even try to talk about it. Normally, I wash my hands and I'm done, but I love my husband. Um, and a part of me still wanted to hear what he had to say, but I could not communicate with him at the time. And I really, really was really going to throw in a towel like, fuck it. Let's take another shot. I really was going to just say, fuck it. Um, and within that time, of course, by my best friend being his niece, um, she was the go-between. And I mean, for two days, almost three days, it was him just really pleading out about how sorry he was, how much he loved me, how much, you know, how am I supposed to move on without, without my heir? Like, I need you in my life. I love you too much. Like, I choose you. It's, it's, it's you. It's not this. It's not that. And, I mean, I heard it all. I heard it all. And um, I really had to sit down and think to myself on how I was going to move forward because I was really hurt. I knew I couldn't my trust wasn't going to be the same. And sometimes it's very hard to repair those type of situations because something broke within our relationship. It really did. Um, and I knew it was going to be a long time before I could even get that feeling again. Um, and I still needed answers. I still wanted to communicate to figure out why like what was the point you know everything goes through your head the oh did I just waste my time oh I thought this oh I thought that and I'm not a pain freak nor am I going to mentally or emotionally torture myself so I decided that I was going to communicate with him and try to figure out what and so once we started back communicating after no no communication for three days, and when I say within those three days, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, my husband really, really was going through it, like, to the point where he damn near told me he felt like he was either going to have a heart attack or have a stroke because he knew he hurt me. And not only did he hurt me, he hurt people in his family that cared about me to see me really, really hurt like that. Um, and so we had to, re we talked, we had to talk and I just told him like, it's never going to be the same. Like right now I can't tell you, you know, how I'm going to feel, how I'm going to move forward. You know, my trust is not going to be the same. I really feel betrayed because I do not understand why it's one thing for you to, I, I, I'm not. You could be friends with whoever you want to be friends with. You know, I'm not a dummy. You could communicate with whoever you want to communicate with. You had a life before me. But 
to still communicate in a way that you were communicating with, you know, the certain people that you were communicating with. And I'm saying that to say for if these particular people are listening, because I know that, you know, they listen too. I know. I know who. I know what, what's been said. It, it came to me. So I know. And I'm saying that to say for me to still be here. For me to still be here, there was choices that had to be made. There was things that were said. And for me to still be here, I'm not going to act like I don't love my husband. I'm not going to act like, you know, I still want my marriage to work. This has been the first relationship that I've ever been in where I've had so much vested, not vested as in money or anything like that, but there is something special about me and my husband. There's something worth me and him fighting for, and I'm not going to walk away that easy. Yes, he fucked up. He really, really did, and it's so unacceptable, and if it was anybody else, anybody else, I would have left. I would have walked away, washed my hands, threw my hands up in the air and let it go. Um, but my spirit and my soul is very full with this man. Um, he's brought me nothing but happiness this entire time. And what means the most to me is that I have watched this man change for us, for me, for our relationship. And I feel like because of his past, because of the things that he went through, because of the type of relationships that he's been in previous to me, um, he doesn't know how to really give in these in this type of relationship. So it's almost like we're both learning from each other and in something that we have no idea we've never been in. I've never had a person love me to this extent before um I married this man so that says a lot um and it was hard it was hard to start back talking to him it was hard to hear him tell me he loved me um it was hard for him to just like everything that he said to me I couldn't get those words out of my head I couldn't get those messages out of my head um, but I had to make a choice. Either I was going to forgive him and try to heal and move forward, or I was going to have to end it because what I wasn't going to do was to continue to make him pay for something that he already apologized for that we're trying to work through. Um, I know what that feels like. It's not a good feeling. I don't like things being thrown up in my face. So I, I had to make a decision. Either I'm going to work through this and forgive him or either I have to walk away. If it's this bad, if it's going to hurt this much, if I can't get past it, I have to move on because I don't want to spend the rest of my life with him constantly talking about this previous situation. Um, we have had other ups and downs. We have had, um, you know, hard conversations, but this one right here almost completely, completely broke us um, because something did break within our our marriage and we're still healing from it we're still trying to get it back I'm still trying to get it back um my husband as a man is almost like I fucked up I'm sorry let's move on you know it's just as easy as that it's not that easy for us 
Um, so a lot of conversations had to be had and that's, it, it, it was, it's been hard. It's been very, 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 very hard. Um, but I made a choice. I made a choice and the choice was to try to heal and try to move forward and try to continue on, um, working, doing the work. Um, that's what marriage is. It, it really, really is. It really, really is work. So we're going to take a break and I will be right back. Having a spouse incarcerated isn't easy. You go through a lot emotionally, mentally, and it can become a financial burden as well. Fed Up Wives is my nonprofit organization that's set to help wives and families of federal incarcerated inmates. We provide counseling, emotional support, and financial assistance for inmate phone calls, postal correspondence, visitation expenses, and back-to-school assistance. To contact us, email fedupwives.org at gmail.com or call 404-543-8688. Now back to the show. I found myself going back, listening to a lot of my old episodes um, to try to get that feeling back, to try to listen to who I was at that point, listen to how much I adored my husband and how much I loved him. I really needed help. I really needed help to process and figure out what I really wanted to do because I could either way. Um, I can remember a good friend of mine told me something a long time ago at the time I was single and he was like, you know, Rashida, you a runner. You never have just really went through anything. You never fought through anything with any relationship. Um, soon as something come your way, you out. And he's like, that's why you single because you don't do the work. You don't take the time to, you know, accept respect. I mean, accept mistakes or accept responsibility or hold people accountable or hold yourself accountable. And a lot of those things played into my head as well. Um, and it was the truth. I never had to really go through anything. Um, all my other relationships, were different um I don't I don't I never took anything as serious as this um on top of the fact I never had that much um vested as much as this when I say that I mean emotionally mentally spiritually um this closeness this bond Uh, Whatever this organic thing is, uh, I never experienced that. So I didn't really care. This is different. This is different. Um, I couldn't believe after communicating with him and a week went by and two weeks went by, um, you know, things kind of start getting kind of back to normal, you know, Every day, I mean, every day, all day, he constantly reminded me how much he loved me and different things like that. And I didn't tell him I loved him back for a minute. Um, And so 
I remember the day that I told him that I love you too. And I sat there and I thought to myself, I said, wow, like I can't even believe like I made it through that part of being able to say it again without feeling like I don't even want to say, I don't even want to, I don't even know if I feel like this anymore. I don't, you know, I, I, it was a, it was, it was a very pivotal moment for me at that time. Um, because I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe that I could actually get through it and be okay enough to try to heal and get past it. And I'm still really not past it. I'm dealing with it, but it's not anything that's like torturing me. I'm not thinking about it every day. Um, we're kind of getting back to normal, but it has been a lot of work. It has been a lot of work on my husband's end, not my end. Um, a lot of conversations that we have had to have pertaining to these other people and pertaining to these messages and different things like that. Um, and again, I'm still here. I'm still here, which was, which should tell a lot of people something, but it was something that happened. It was something that happened. And I'm going to tell you guys something. I have always been an energy person. My instincts and my intuition and my gut have never let me wrong. If you know me personally, you know, I damn near am a psychic. I can feel stuff. I can predict stuff. Um, that has been something that has very, has been, um, on me for a very, very long time. Right before this happened, I had two dreams of me. The first dream was me catching my husband on the phone. The second dream was me calling my husband on the phone on my way home and he was having sex with someone and these were in my dreams and I kept telling him every time I have a crazy dream we we all we talk about each other's dreams because I I know how to analyze dreams I'm very intuitive with it so every time I have a dream I tell him my dream I tell him what it means and vice versa so when I was having these dreams I kept telling him like I'm having these crazy ass dreams about you and when you come home and this 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 so it was bothering my spirit about these dreams. And I couldn't understand why I was having these dreams. And damned if the following three, four days later, this is what happened. So it wasn't me hearing him on the phone, having sex with someone. It wasn't me walking up on him. It was just in another form, but it still was basically the same thing. And I was having, as my friend Val always say, there's always warning before destruction. I was having warning before destruction. So when it happened, it just all came crashing down on me. And I was like, wow, I've dreamed about this shit. Like my intuition was telling me that it was something, you know, something in the mix. And I'm glad that it happened because I needed to see it. I needed to hear it and I needed for it to be addressed because if in fact if in fact this becomes something again there will be no wetlock chronicles podcast it'll be an ex-wife um of an inmate podcast um because i can't go through that again i can't go through that again um for him to see me hurt the way that i was it really bothered him. Um, 
to the point where he was even scared to call me. He didn't want to call me because he just felt like, you know, he didn't know where I was going to go with it. He didn't want to like argue or fight about it, but he knew that I was hurt. Um, and I will say that we put my best friend through the ringer for those three days because she really had to express to him my point of view and how I felt and express to me his point of view and how he felt. It was hard on her, um, you know, to, to, to wear all those hats, to wear three different hats, the, the, the niece, the best friend, the niece and the best friend, um, two hats. Um, it was, it was, it was a difficult thing, but I will say that she had our best interest at heart. And I thank her so much for that because she really fought for us just as much as we were fighting for us. Like, um, not talking to him for those three days was the longest I had ever gone, not talking to him from the whole time he was incarcerated, um, outside of him being transferred and having to be, um, quarantined due to COVID. But it was hard. It was hard. Um, and I was afraid. I was afraid that I wasn't going to love him anymore. I was afraid that I was going to be so mad that I couldn't get past it. And I wanted to get past it because I really love my husband. Like, I'm not sitting here saying I accept, you know, what he did because I don't, um, I don't condone anything that he's done. I'm never going to accept other women, other females, past relationships. The only thing I'm going to accept the fact is that he got children with other people and he has to have a relationship with them due to that. Anything outside of that, I don't accept. He's very, he's very aware of that. He knows that. Um, and he's made a choice to, move how he needs to move to make sure that our marriage is secure and that his what he chose is us um and anything past that that he's saying to anybody else you a fucking fool and i'm just gonna leave it as that but um i was hurt i was hurt and the reason why I wanted to also talk about this and the reason why I also wanted to clear the air is because I want people to really, really understand that um, love, love is an amazing thing. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Um, it's a sacred thing and it comes with a lot of responsibility and within that responsibility has to be accountability as well. Um, it is on you to decide, you know, whether something is worth it or not to you, because you have to live your life. You have to live your truth. Um, most women might say, you know, Hey, Rashida, I couldn't have did it. Or, you know, Hey, Rashida, I would have left him alone. Hey, Rashida, you know why, you know, I, I, I can't, I don't even understand why you did that. You know, I, Hey, it is what it is. Um, but what I will say is that I love him, but I love myself more. And I would have never continued to move forward with something that I felt like I could I couldn't handle, or something that it was that wasn't worth it to me. Um, I prayed on it uh, a lot. Um, we talked about it a lot. I'm secure in what my decision is. 
there's still parts of us that are broken. There's parts of us that are still healing. Um, the trust is not going to be 100%. You know, trust is earned. It's not given. So when he broke that trust, he has to earn that trust back. And he understands that. Um, at this point, my mind is clear, but it also is very, I, I'm very hesitant with my thoughts as well, because I can't move how I moved before with what happened. And he also knows that I'm not torturing him. I'm not holding it over his head. Um, but as I told him many, many times, it's going to take me some time. Um, and I, I have forgiven him. I have forgiven him and we're just doing the best that we can, you know, no matter what it is, it's my relationship, it's my marriage. Um, and it's my husband and I do love him and I do feel like we are worth it. Um, and that's, that's pretty much, <laughs> that is pretty much what it has been like for the past month. Um, I will say that I really, I really don't care what his communication is with anybody else at this point. Um, and not in an accepting way. Again, I'm not saying it in an accepting way. What I am saying is from that day forward, um, I made it clear to myself that he knows how I feel. He knows what I accept, what I don't accept. And so the ball is in his court to respect and value what we have. Um, no matter what, I'm not going to change who I am because of what happened. I'm not going to be out here. Oh, I'm going to get him back. I'm going to just do me and this type of stuff because I actually love him enough that if, in fact, those thoughts came into my mind, I would express it and I would let the situation go. Um, I am not, I'm not, I wouldn't torture him to get him back. I just don't have that game in me. I don't play those type of games. I would rather let him go than to even do all this back and forth, um, petty, childish shit. It's just not me. I'm a grown ass woman. I got more things to do. Uh, too much on my plate to be playing those type of games. And I don't believe in wasting anybody's time, especially not my own. So um, we're healing, we're moving forward. Um, And it, it has, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy day by day. It's getting better, but it's really showing me unconditional love. It's really showing me about the work and a relationship, like marriages and relationships are not perfect. Um. And it makes me understand why a lot of times when people go through things, they stay, you know, they stay because it's bigger. Certain things are bigger than the actual mistake. Uh, I don't think he's going to make that mistake again. But like I said, if he does, hey, we'll cross that bridge. We'll burn that bridge <laughs> um, if it happens. But um, I still love my husband and we're, we're getting back to that happy place again. We're back laughing. We're back joking. Um, 
you know, we're back being us and it feels good because it was a very, very bad time. It was a very hard time. It was a very emotional time, um, very somber uh, time, especially on top of the fact of me having so many things that I have to do. You know, I can't afford to be heartbroken and stressed out and somewhere in the corner crying because I have to keep moving. I have to secure my bag. Um, and I don't need it. I don't need that type of stress in my life. So I'm glad that we have worked it out. I'm glad that we got past it. Um, and it's something that I felt like I wanted to share with you guys because, Hey, being in a relationship with someone incarcerated, you do have to understand that they are probably communicating with other people for whatever purposes that they are. They probably are. Um, unfortunately, God wanted me to see it. It was the weirdest thing that happened. How it happened was weird. I don't even know what he did. I don't even think he knows what he did, but God wanted me to see it. God wanted me to see it so we could go through this situation. Um, and get past it, heal from it, whatever the purpose was, whatever the plan was, it's unbeknownst to me, but it happened. And, um, I was supposed to see that. So I just encourage all of you to do what's best for you. Um, that is the moral of my story in this. Do what's best for you. Do what's comfortable for you. If it's worth it, then you fight for it. Um, if it's not, move on. I could not stay in this relationship, stay in this marriage if I wasn't willing to heal and get past it. Um, Nobody deserves to continuously relive a situation over and over again. Even if you are the hurt party, you have to walk away Um, for yourself. You know, that's the healthy thing to do for yourself and for the next person. Um, you don't want to, you know, continuously live in that, live in that bad space. So again, it was hard. It was hard. It was hard, but I made it through. We're making it through. It's not 100%. Let me just stress that, but we fighting for it. It's worth it. Um, and it's made me a lot stronger. It's made me a lot stronger. It's made me understand the dynamic of work, the dynamic of work within a relationship. It has definitely made me understand some things. Um, and I, I want to say, I think we probably love each other a little bit harder now um, because the threat of losing each other, lo him losing me or me losing him was great it was colossal and it was something that neither one of us really, really wanted. Um, so yeah, that is my story. That is my, um, my, my, my sit down on the couch moment. And I hope, I hope and pray, you know, that it, that is help someone out there who maybe have gone through that or, you know, have felt that kind of way, um, maybe have been faced with that with someone coming home. Um, you know, I don't know. That's my truth. Me and my husband are good. We are healing. We have made it through that storm. I'm sure it will not be the last, but all I know is if it's worth it, you do the work. If it's not, then you walk away. Um, 
stick to your guns. Um, you know, put it all out on the table, communicate, like don't take choices away. It's such a selfish thing to do. Don't take choices away. But thank you guys so much for tuning in and for listening and for hearing my truth. This is my journey. This is my truth. And I want to keep being organic and genuine as possible to you guys because this is what you're here for. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for spreading the word. These numbers are phenomenal. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is episode 19 of season two. Fellas going to agree with this. Because I just had this conversation with somebody. And I don't know if the lady's going to agree with it or disagree with it. I'm fine with it either way. I'm just speaking my truth at this point. But I just had a conversation with a motherfucker. I said, man, listen. If you my lady. And we didn't discuss. You my motherfucker. And we like this. Ain't no way I finna put you in a situation. That another motherfucking woman can have the ups on you to be able to say, oh, girl, I'm, I'm fucking a nigga, too. I'm, I'm, <laughs> you in love with a nigga or whatever, he paying you, however y'all do it, but I'm, I, listen, I'm fucking a nigga, too. Ain't no motherfucking way. That's all you got. That's my motherfucking lady, my best, my woman. Ain't no motherfucking way I finna put you in a situation that another motherfucking woman can be able to say, Oh, bitch, I'm fucking a nigga, too. And the reason I'm not willing to put you in that situation or that space is because as a man, ain't no motherfucking way you could be my lady, my best, and another nigga can be able to come to me at any given time and say, bro, look. Look, the bitch was, I just had the bitch. The bitch was just at my house. I just fucked the bitch two days ago, three days ago, last night. If we're going to ever get to that point, you don't need to be fucked up with me, and I don't need to be fucked up with you. Because my motherfucking pride over exceeds any and every motherfucking thing. Just like I'm going to respect that your pride over exceeds in a motherfucking thing too but i'm saying to you if you can't give me that and i can't give you that i don't need to be fucked up with you it's like you don't need to be fucked up with me because that's the only thing that make you bay to me and me motherfucking bay to you period and that ladies and gentlemen is the comment of the day by plies Now it is time for my thoughts, as if I haven't given you enough yet. Um, where do we go from here? Hopefully to continue to build this trust back up. Hopefully to continue loving each other um, to the point where we do the work. It's not easy. This has been a very, very 
difficult place to be in. Um, but as every day goes by, you know, we're, we're, we're doing the work. We are loving each other. We're expressing the love that we have for each other. And it didn't break us. It almost did. I felt like it was, um, the person in me who normally just walks away was willing, ready, shoes on and everything. But, um, my, my marriage and my husband and what we are building and what we want for each other is so much bigger. It's so much bigger. My husband makes me so happy outside of that situation. He makes me so happy. Um, this has been a very, very healthy relationship. Like I said, I've been in other situations and other relationships that they weren't healthy. Um, my husband hasn't made me sad. He's never made me cry. So a lot of those things I took into consideration when this particular, um, incident happened. And although I was devastated, although I was really, really hurt, um, my love for him, my love for what we have and what we build in, it really outweighed that. And I really honestly, wholeheartedly can say that um, from a place of shock because I didn't know that I had that in me. I didn't know that I had that kind of love that would fight for something. Um, and just adore what we have to the point where I really was able to forgive him like it's so easy to just walk away and just be like you know what I'm done with this I don't have to do this but my life without my husband I couldn't foresee it um and to have a person that loves you so much so much I mean to the point where he even says you know baby I love you more than you ever could love me um and I believe that I believe that I I know the hurt that he went through when he hurt me I know you know him being afraid of losing me like he expressed in ways that he never had expressed before and I'm not just saying that you know these I'm not just saying it because it sounds good I'm saying that because the people even closest to him even witnessed that you know um the love that his family has for me the way they supported me through this entire situation was very very big for me it said a lot to me um and he loves his family and he respects his family and to even know that it it bothered him that hurting me was hurting them um a lot of those things were were factors in me being able to move forward and wanting to heal it's a difference when you want to heal I wanted to heal I wanted to fix this with my husband um not out of desperation not because I felt like I couldn't have nobody else 
or anything like that. Like I said before, the respect and love that I had for my husband um, was like no other, is like no other. Um, and I value that and I cherish that. And I, I'm willing to do the work. I'm not going to be a fool. I'm not going to be a dummy. Um, but I'm willing to, 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 I'm willing to do the work. I believe in what we have. Um, I trust in what we have. Now, it's going to take a minute for our trust to get back to where it was, for my trust to get back to where it was. But I do understand the difficulty of being in a relationship with someone who is incarcerated. Going through this moment was very, very hard because all we had was communication. And at one point, I blocked the communication. So he couldn't fix it. He couldn't fix it with things. He couldn't fix it by being in my face. He couldn't fix it. Like, he couldn't fix it. He All the communication was completely cut off. The only thing he had was his niece in the middle and hoping that I would respond and say something back. Um, and I stuck to my guns on it. And at first, I'm going to be honest, I, I was ready to give up. I was ready to throw in the towel because that was easier for me um to do that but I had to make a decision um as bad as I wanted to keep jugging at him every opportunity that I got I knew that if I was gonna move forward I was gonna have to forgive him and I was gonna have to let it go and, and try to heal on my own without him because if I can't heal on my own I'm only going to do more damage and continue to drag the situation and I asked him for that time you know and we communicated about that time and he was very afraid he was afraid that that time was going to push me further and further apart from him but I knew I needed to get get my emotions and my mental together first um because I didn't want to keep reliving that every day um it took me a minute to get the messages out my head it took me a minute to get the thoughts out of my head um with a lot of prayer you know God will never lead me wrong um God has my best interest more than anybody and so I really had to turn to God I really had to pray a lot and I really had to ask for a lot of guidance and I'm thankful and I'm grateful for my mental um I'm grateful for the values and the principles that were taught to me for me to express the things that I've always wanted and what I'm not gonna deal with and what I'm not gonna accept so I have been very verbal I've been very verbal and um what's important to me for the entire time that me and my husband have been together um and I'm also very understanding and empathetic towards a lot of things on his end as well so only thing I can do is encourage you guys to do what's best for you what works for you um for your family you know, if you have kids involved or whatever, you have to do what's best for you. You have to do what your heart is telling you to do. Um, no relationship is perfect. Nobody is perfect. It's going to be some ups and downs. It's going to be some some gray areas. Um, 
unfortunately, no matter how black and white you try to be, um, you can't control the next person's um, thought process and the way that they do things. So you have to come to an understanding. You have to communicate. Um, what I have learned the most about this is that when you do get into a relationship, um, after being in a friendship, a lot of things are not the same. Um, and I, I do think that I, I, I missed the mark on that. You know, I kind of, I kind of felt like my husband was going to still be my friend and keep it 100 with a lot of things because I do. But as a man with his background and the things that he has experienced, um, I think the whole time he was very fearful of me walking away because of who he was and the things that he was used to doing. Um, and knowing that a lot of stuff is a no-go for me, I think it made him very apprehensive and afraid to really like be himself um, once we got into the relationship. So it's it's a lot of work that we're doing um, to repair what happened. Um, and I wouldn't want to do it with anybody else. Honestly, I would not. I adore my husband. I love my husband. My husband still makes me smile. My husband still gets me excited. Um, I told you before, it's so hard for me to stay mad at this man. Um, although I was. Um, and, and I have my days. I truly, truly have my days. But love wins. Love wins. Love won. And we're doing okay. We're doing so much better. And hey, stay tuned to episode 20 where I conclude season two and address the exes. Yeah. Memo to his exes. <laughs> But again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you guys so much for listening, sharing, keeping this podcast going. Um, I am elated. I am excited to bring you season three. Yes, there will be a season three. We have uh, worked it out where we definitely still got more material (laughs) so thank you guys so much for tuning in i love you guys babe what's up baby i love you quick update guys don't forget i have my ministry credentials so if you are ready to tie the knot let me know. Yes, I am an ordained minister. I can perform any kind of services that you guys need. Um, you can email me at wetlockchroniclespodcast at gmail.com for prices, for inquiries, or anything that you need. If you are ready to go that extra step with your loved one, please, please, please let me know. Make sure you guys join Patreon. I have a four-tier membership, $5, $10, $20, and $40. $40 is the ultimate tier. You get everything, including merch, 
free merch every three months. So make sure you join Patreon. It's patreon.com slash wetlock chronicles. If you want to promote your brand or your business, please email me again at wetlockchroniclespodcast at gmail.com. Serious inquiries only. I will work with you to promote your business or your brand. Um, if you want to donate, support, buy your girl some coffee, some lunch, you can cash out Wetlock Chronicles. The cash app is Wetlock Chronicles. The cocktail of the day and um, exclusive content are on Patreon. Um, so please make sure you check out Patreon. Make sure you sign a petition for Matthew Baker Jr. and Christopher Bennett. You guys know I say this every episode. I am still Team Matthew, still Christopher Bennett. Um, the link is in the footnotes of every episode. If you want to learn more about them, please Google. Um, you can find it on Google, and there are also links under the footnotes of every episode. I am so excited to announce that in September 2023, I am planning Wetlock Chronicles' first live tour. The first city, of course, will be Atlanta. I am putting together a wonderful um, panel of um, guests. Uh, speakers coming this is something that I am so excited to do the listeners have spoken I hear you and I am in preparation of making this happen so stay tuned for new details um but yes September 2023 will be my first live tour with special guests on a panel um and I'm so looking forward to it and I believe that is all that I have for the updates, guys. Please make sure you continue listening. Please make sure you continue keep passing the word. Um, My 2022 wrap-up for the podcast was amazing. Thank you guys so much for just staying down with me. You guys are so, 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 so appreciated. And this is episode 19 of season two. One more episode to season three, which will be dropping January the 9th. That will be my one-year anniversary for Wetlock Chronicles Chronicles podcast. I got tongue-tied. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. You can find this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Anchor, FM, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please be sure to follow this podcast on Facebook and Instagram under Wetlock Chronicles Podcast, Twitter, Wetlock Podcast, Patreon, Wetlock Chronicles Podcast, and you can email Wetlock Chronicles Podcast at gmail.com.